Welcome back, DiffPod listeners. This is The Differential, brought to you by Luke Mathis and my co-host Devin Davis. We are here to give you a rundown of what happened at the Auto Club Speedway in California. Very star-studded event. We have... Yeah, you can say that again. Oh, man. We... uh, We'll get into that. Um, we're going to give you a breakdown of our picks, uh, who did well, who didn't fare so well, who we could have done better with, and let's just keep it rolling. What do you think, Dev? How was, how was the race for you? Uh, you know, as far as my lineups went, I just broke even. I don't necessarily consider that a win, but uh, you know, I get to play again next week and not make that deposit. So it, I thought it was pretty exciting. I thought it was cool to see Martin Truex Jr., get back up there um get himself a he win got, he got early. back to his 2017 form and jeff gluck at jeffgluck.com um he did he does a poll every week on was this race at this racetrack a good race and in my opinion i mean i voted yes on the poll there are about 6800 people that voted and the majority said it wasn't a good race and you can attribute that for martin Truex jr stinking up the show and leading uh well how many laps did he lead 125 yeah yeah he dominated 125 took all three stages people don't like a dominator i will tell you you know i almost bet on kevin harvick to go four in a row and he did have a very fast car dude it but uh, well okay we'll get into that situation 35 laps in Kyle Larson in the third spot, and Kevin Harvick coming from the 10th position, they were riding very, very close. I mean, bumper to bumper, side by side, and uh, Kevin made a, a self-admittedly made a mistake, and he got into Kyle Larson. He hit the outside wall and came down pretty hard and pretty much, not pretty much, absolutely ruined his chances of going for four in a row oh it was a shame because he's lucky he he hit so hard he's lucky he missed the inside wall yeah dude a football field away he's lucky he finished the race honestly um it's it's a bummer because the differential um podcast twitter lineup had kevin harvick and and so did most of ours so did most of ours yeah and that goes to the um the school of thought of, you know, if there's somebody out there that everybody's going to pick, you might want to leave them out of their lineup in case they wreck. And this Sunday was a perfect example of that. Thank goodness I had a couple lineups without Kevin Harvick in there and I was able to make up half of my money. Didn't make it all up. I'm, uh, didn't, didn't do too well. Well, and, and, and let me tell you, uh, Luke and I are in a, we're in a group on Fantasy Live. We don't talk very much about Fantasy Live because that's not what this podcast is about. We are trying to win you some money. Right. Um, but I was so thankful for the garage Garage feature. driver, yeah. Because I quickly swapped Jimmy Johnson in there instead of Kevin Harvick. You had Jimmy Johnson. I had Eric Jones. And also a good choice. Probably a better choice. Eric Jones finished seventh. Jimmy Johnson finished ninth. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, and the fantasy live we're talking about doesn't take in to fact the um, differential points so it's completely on where the cars finish so i was just two points ahead of you if they took in differential points jimmy johnson would have been a lock he started what 33rd yeah yeah he was yeah 33rd is he the worst out of the hendrick drivers no i think william byron started even farther back than him right jimmy johnson third because he was the worst in the points yeah so it was jimmy johnson chase elliott william byron alex bowman 
And I tell you what, Alex Bowman had some issues earlier on in the race, but he he came out with a 13th place finish, started 28th. William Byron, though, um, the winning lineup in my tournament that won like over $2,000 had William Byron in there, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, uh, I believe Daniel Suarez, AJ Allmendinger. So we had probably three to four out of the six drivers correct. Really needed to have Martin Truex Jr., though. Yeah. Yeah. I finished, just real quick, I finished 479th out of a nine, I think, what was that number? Uh, out of a almost 10,000 person contest and I think 258th out of a, or no, 259th out of a almost 2,000 person contest. So, I mean, which isn't bad numerically, but no, nah, but it also just money. broke even. It yeah. didn't win me anything exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah, so. I'm going to be putting some more money in my DraftKings account this weekend. You can guarantee that. So uh, let's just go a quick run through. Kevin Harvick started 10th, had that wreck, finished 35th. He was a dud. Kyle so. Busch started second. He finished third. He he. I tell you what, that Joe Gibbs pit crew got him to lead multiple times over uh, the 78 crew. Yeah. But the 78 had something dialed up. A funny little commentary between Kyle Busch and his crew chief. Um, I was listening on the radio, and and Kyle Busch said, I don't know what the fuck the 78 has, but I don't got it. Bad grammar, but but we get the point. He didn't have it. He said he didn't got it. Whatever. You know, you get the point. You get the point. And then, you know, after post race, um Kyle Bush went oh, on Twitter yeah. on the on the way home and he I mean he he responded. I kinda like I love the social media era. Yes. You know. Especially for NASCAR. NASCAR's a great. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of he got uh pulled to the side once he got off of once he finished the race. They went through coming down pit road, they check all the lug nuts and he got pushed to the side because he had a couple loose lug nuts. Well, yeah. I think tomorrow will be Wednesday. We'll find out what penalty that'll be. It'll be about $10,000 to the crew chief, which the team pays for. I read from Bob Pockris on mm-hmm. ESPN. The crew chief doesn't really fork that out of his own money. Yeah, no, of The team not. pays for it. So uh, Kyle Busch, if you want some entertainment, go go look at Kyle Busch's Twitter, and you can see some back and forth with all the so-called haters. Well, and just have more haters than anybody else just to go over that whole yeah uh was it debacle i guess we could say they're using that word a lot for the qualifying yeah issue but we talked about that on the previous podcast give that a listen if you're not up to date on that um he was parked he was walking back with his pr person walked all the way down pit row nobody says came up to him. yeah nobody came up to him fox didn't come up to him tv had their chance. He just walked right onto the motorhome, and he even said that his PR person asked if they needed to go to the motorhome. One, two, three, and they said all clear. All clear. So he just went on home. And quite frankly, I don't blame him because in the last his last pit stop, the man that changes his wedge, the wedge adjustment man, mm-hmm. went the wrong way. <gasps> He went the wrong way with it. That's right. You he went clockwise instead of counterclockwise. Yeah. They're probably trying to go looser. And yeah. Then, oh they boy. had to make a track bar adjustment, so they might have been able to compensate for the 
wedge, oh, but boy. it would not have been able to overcompensate like they wanted it to be able to get a little bit quicker. What a situation. Yeah. That what a, that is what a, a shame. You can't win a championship like that. They're no. going to clean it up. We're six races in right now. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be a problem. That guy's probably had a thorough talking to. And oh, I'm if, wondering if he's on the yeah, I'm wondering if he's on the roster this week. I, I'm thinking that as well. If he makes that mistake again, he's gone. Um, bringing up the social media era and what I like about that, for the first time, I was kind of live tweeting during the event for my personal Twitter, at Luke DiffPod, and I got a, a like or a retweet, I, I have to go back, from the Martin Truex Jr. race updater. That's big news for yeah. me, man. That was big news. That's I was pumped dude. about that. Uh, this weekend, I got about four new followers on Twitter, all NASCAR related. Super pumped about that. Thank you all for you know subscribing and tuning in. And you know, I kind of plugged our podcast of course. to the Martin Truex Race Updater. I don't know who the hell he is. He's kind of you know anonymous, but yeah, a point, lot of people follow him. He's got we a lot of followers. Away. So if you use the right hashtags and the right uh, Twitter handles when you plug some shit. You know, it might work out in your favor. So I was tickled to death that that happened this weekend. Let's just go back through our diff pod picks. Let's round this up because we got a little sidetracked. Um, Clint Boyer, I had him. Uh, he was another car that didn't qualify. He started 26th, and he made his way up to 11th. That's a solid pick. Uh, Jamie McMurray, also uh, one of my picks. I was trying to differentiate there because a lot of people sleep on Jamie McMurray. He started 15th. And he finished 17th. Not a good pick this week. <laughs> I was wondering. Not a good like, pick ah, this week. He was he was he trying to make a charge, position. though. And then I had A.J. Allmendinger, um, really good at these high-speed racetracks. He's a great uh, restrictor plate racer, and he's a great road course racer. He started 32nd, and that mother trucker finished. Boy. 22nd so from yeah. 30 30 oh okay 10 10, 10 points not 10 bad points. for as cheap as he was not bad uh some some people like i said earlier they had denny hamlin he was probably lower echelon ownership owned he did pretty good yeah and the people that we spotlighted in our past podcasts like the gray galdings david reagan's michael mcdowell's matt de benedetto ty dillon all those guys they lost. They they were you couldn't pick them. They they lost you a lot of points. But Daniel Suarez, yeah. Chase Elliott, AJ, uh, Jimmy Johnson, Casey Kane. Uh, we we gave him a little shout out. He got ten points. He finished in twenty fourth position. Yep. I mean that's that's better than some of the others. Like I had Timmy Hill in the lineup and he only got thirteen points and it was mostly finishing. Oh, somebody I'd like to talk about. Uh, as far as quality picks were the people that started at the rear of the field, and that was Ross Chastain and Cole Witt. Cole Witt started 37th, finished 28th. Great run for him, for that team, super underfunded. I well, mean, especially after the last couple of weeks, too. He's had some engine problems. He has had some engine problems. So I, I was happy to see him. And um, Ross Chastain, 36th starting position, finished 29th. That's, that's seven spots. For under like forty nine hundred dollars, decent pick when you get those upper echelon drivers. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about some people outside of Jamie McMur- uh, Jamie McMurray that we 
thought might do a little bit better. Of course, you know, we mentioned Kevin Harvick getting into Kyle Larson. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned Jay McMurray, like I just said. I sort of thought Chase Elliott was going to do better at this high-speed track. Boy, I'm uh, glad you brought that up because I thought the exact same thing. I thought he, he was going to come away with a top-10 finish, and he ended up in 16th place. Yeah. So he got you 15 points, but they were differential points. No fast lap points. No lead lap no points. No lead lap points. I expect him to lead a couple laps, get a couple fast laps in there, nothing. And on those two-mile tracks like Auto Club in Michigan, Chase Elliott is one of the one of the favorites. As lo- I mean, if you look at driver averages, it's Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, one and two. I don't know. I didn't hear Chase Elliott's crew chief on SiriusXM NASCAR this morning. I heard Alex Bowman's, and I heard... Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, I heard Kevin Harvick, uh, Rodney Childers for Kevin Harvick, and they just said, you know, Kevin owned it. Kevin okay. messed up. He was racing too hard. The stage was coming to an end, which goes back to the fact that stage racing increases the intensity. It's a good good thing for NASCAR because they're not just riding around waiting to get to the last 20, 30 laps to yeah. really put, put the hammer down. And Kevin Harvick, uh, I saw a, t- a picture on Twitter. He was... Uh, drinking pretty heavily on that private chartered plane, playing yeah. a little guitar. Like, oh well, sh- sucks a suck. But listen, I still won three out of the. I, I won fifty percent of the races this year. And you know he's sponsored by the best, the best, best bush, bush, the best, the best beer that's out there, uh, in my opinion. So you know, I think he's. I've, He's going yeah, to he'll recover. He's yeah, he might just, wake up a little hungover. He's going to be day, just but. fine. We'll touch on what to expect. At Martinsville, um, in the later latter half of this um, podcast, let's talk about some of the celebrities at Auto Club Speedway. We had a, we had, I mean, they imported, maybe not imported, but included. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't import it. No, no, <laughs> they, they they included like high quality, fancy seats in the drivers' yeah. meeting for all these celebrities. I mean, it's, it's some of them are like Ice Cube. I bet he had a real good day. I bet he, he had a good day. It was a good day. Uh, Hi, Felicia. Let's see. Who else was there? Um, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner was there. And, uh, yeah. Um, Bruce. You know, they didn't really give her a ton of TV time. No, probably not a popular celebrity in the NASCAR world. You know who else, though, that. was not popular celebrities? Celebrities, plural. Yeah. A rap group that just about any young person in America follows them. I thought they were the, They've got the most feedback from nascar like in a positive light yes from all the like official certified verified accounts was yeah. the migos yes offset quavo and takeoff that way that way that way Skirt. slippery track slippery yeah. that's the and that is the tweet that got me the like from the martin truex race updater <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and uh, it was the grid walk and uh it was my uh uh, Michael, Michael Mike, Waltrip. Mike, Michael that was, Waltrip. That was painful, no. though. That was painful, yeah, though. Dude, that dab. Something was... twisted like a stir fry. Check this out. And I'm like, dude. what's that? What's that? Dude. For those yeah. of you that don't know, Migos invented the dab. I'm pretty sure that they rap about it in a couple songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah the dude. dab, of course, is a dance move where you throw your arms in a particular fashion towards the side of your head. Really, really not one of my favorite moves. I think no, it's been overplayed. And I feel it. like people don't understand the real meaning of the dab, and I'm not going to go in that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a whole look, different podcast. You you can look that up, but a lot of people are like, 
Austin Dillon. He that's his move when yeah. he when when he wins a, a race. He he likes to do a dab. Well, and Austin Dillon, Bubba Wallace, uh, who was who was there was another one, but they did a little Chevy Motorsport Challenge. Migos has a song with Motorsport. Cardi B called Motorsport. Um, and if you haven't heard and of these Nicki names Minaj. before, they're rappers. All right. You, you probably don't listen to rap, but even if you don't listen to rap, there's no way you haven't heard them on somebody's verse or somebody's song in recent. They're super successful, dude. And they're one honestly, of the biggest I earning like, of all if, time. If you want, okay, if you want to include millennials, get millennials into NASCAR, mm-hmm. okay? Country is country. I'm a big country fan. I've been to many country concerts. Cole Swindell, who is going to be performing at the All-Star Race in Charlotte, he's going to be in Huntington, West Virginia, where we're recording this podcast today. He'll be here Thursday. Mm-hmm. Two days from now, he's coming to Huntington. I'd love to snag, snag a ticket. We'll figure out how the schedule works. But if you want to bring in millennials, I mean, you have your older fan base, rap is is this generation's rock yeah that's it, it, does that make sense oh uh, rap we don't rap have a beatles we don't have an eagles we don't have any of those classic rock bands nobody is doing rock anymore and for those it, of you rap, that say it's rap now for those of you that say rap is not real music you can have your opinion but you cannot ignore the fact that it is one of the still largest growing music genres out there. There are dude. There yes. are all sorts of kids that are wanting to become country stars. There's all sorts of kids out there trying to make bands. The people that are getting rich are the people that are recording rap verses in their closets, having them blow up overnight. Absolutely. On SoundCloud, which hosts our podcast. Absolutely. You know, shout out to SoundCloud. Thank you very much. I guess all we're trying to say is, you know, whether you like rap or don't like rap, a lot of people think it's fun to listen to. There's a lot of people that would think of, you know, other things like singing wise, classical. We're not not bashing any of that, but. No. uh, Music is an objective thing. I mean,. if you want Either to lose like the redneck stigma that comes with NASCAR, you have to include some rap in there. Yeah, and you know I've been to a few, I've been to a few NASCAR races, mm-hmm. and it's it's heavily country. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, we'll get into this topic right now. We won't go deep into it, but there's a lot of rebel oh, flags. I love me some Kid Rock. But yeah, <laughs> American badass. There you go. Ball to ball. Ball to ball to bang to bang. <laughs> but anyways. We have our first African, well, not our first, but in like 30 years, our first African-American driver. Um, A lot of rappers are African-American. You're going to have to deal with that. That is what's hot right now. And if I were NASCAR, I would be trying to get a few rappers Mm -hmm. to perform, bring some of these young millennials age, you know, 18 to 28 you know, to the track, and they're doing that actually. With yeah. uh, who's coming? Oh, where's he performing? I don't know what racetrack it's going to be, but it's coming up soon. It's what? Okay, okay. little John. John. He's coming. He's coming. He's going to be performing at a NASCAR race, which I think yeah, is a yeah. brilliant move. And honestly, bring some of these younger uh, rap groups like Migos, like I mean, well, and they've got a great here. They have a great marketing strategy for that too. Anybody that has a ticket to the race can see that. 
So people are going to have to buy tickets to the race to be able to see Little John, right? Yeah. If you already got the ticket to the race, why would you not show up to the race the next day? Oh, yeah. And by the way... Absolutely. And by the way, young people that have never been to a NASCAR race, you'll be able to bring your own beer in as long as it's in a certain size cooler. And you should should be able to bring at least 12 beers in per person. Dude, and NASCAR is the only sport that lets you bring not only beer, which it has to be in cans, no glass. Yes, But they let you bring as much food as you want, as long as you can stick it in this certain size cooler. And it's it's a generously... You know, well, you size can, cooler. It's not you can bring like plastic a, bottles full of vodka I'm, if you want. I'm like, telling you, man. Like NASCAR, walk into the Staples Centers with a bottle of vodka and see how far you get. You're gonna get kicked the fuck out. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, NASCAR is the most fan friendly sport. No, I mean they let you listen to the drivers and the the crew chiefs talking. They let you bring in your own beer. I mean it's. It's a great situation, and it's I an love, experience. It is an experience. It's not showing up to a sporting event. It's an experience. You know what? And I just looked it up. Lil John performed in uh, Fontana Auto Club Speedway, so he did his thing there. I mean, like Devin said earlier, uh, Auto Club Speedway is only about an hour drive from Los Angeles, so that's why a lot of these um, celebrities, you know, went to. Fontana. Oh, oh! So he was at Fontana. Yeah, that's where. Oh, it was. oh! Yeah. So he's not going to be. But regardless, the point that we have made still stands. Absolutely. No, I'm telling you what. If I'm NASCAR is trying to bring in a younger generation and a younger audience, and I think that rap is my parents' generation rock and roll. That's what's popular. Nobody. I mean, people are, are forming bands, like you said, but a lot of people are going to their basements. And recording rap songs, and you know, whether you like the content or not, you can get behind it and support the cause. And I think it is a great situation for this generation and a great avenue for NASCAR to exploit and try to bring some younger fans to their races. Because if you buy a ticket to one of these uh, rap groups or hip hop artist groups and you come, uh, see their concert. You might as well stay tailgate, bring your beer, and have a good old time. NASCAR yeah. races are so much fun, man. If you if you haven't been, you you really gotta go. It's not a it's not a day long thing. It's a weekend long thing. It's They've got haulers. They're giving away free stuff. I don't think we can advertise uh, liquor in the sport, but it used to be back in the day, Jack Daniel sponsored a car, Crown Royal sponsored a car. They would set up massive tents that were just bars that would hand out oh, free alcohol. free alcohol. Free alcohol. I mean, I don't know if Budweiser's doing it. It's been a year or two or three or four or five since I've been to a race. But but you're going to one this year. I am going to one this year. Bristol, baby. So I do remember being young enough, though, to get some of the Hellman's mayonnaise, uh, mayonnaise chocolate cake. Whew, that was delicious. Nice, moist. Oh, boy. I know I, that sounds gross. If you've never had mayonnaise as the base of a cake, though. Oh, I haven't, and I'm very skeptical right now, but I'll take your word for it. I bet you it's delicious. Luke, there is one more thing I want to talk about before you sign up, or okay. sign off, rather, What's today. What's that? Our boy, Landon Castle, <gasps> does yes. not have to worry about getting his CDL anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he was about to drive the cars from coast to coast. Now he's going to be driving the car lap to lap. He is replacing permanently uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt. God bless his soul. Great beard. We talked about him in the last yeah, podcast. Jeff, Jeff, you had a good run. You had a great family, you know, history. Uh, 
you, you Landon yeah. Castle's a better driver than you. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna say it right now. Luke said it, and you know, there's there's something to be said about the equipment that you've been in, but uh, man, He's I going, used to put you in lineups left and right, and you just consistently disappoint nah, me. Dude, I mean, I don't know what the deal is. Those cars are hard to drive, especially with uh, lackluster equipment. But I think uh, Landon Castle will bring the Starcom um, car, the Double Zero. To not the front, but he will finish better than he's qualifying. I, oh. I, I will put my money on it, and we'll be talking about him later. He will start his first race in Martinsville, then we're heading down to Texas. So I, I, I love Landon Castle. He's a great personality, kind of a quiet guy. But once you uh, get into his interviews and his social media, is yeah, all right. he's hilarious. Yeah, he's pretty on funny. Twitter. Follow him at Landon Castle. Um, he's 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 a he's a good guy. I'm glad he's got a, another shot because I kind of was bummed when he got oh I, he got xed. Yeah, I, of all the people. Yeah, he, he's the person he's that talented, took his ride. Man. Sometimes makes me more upset about their finishes. Yeah, Mr. Man. McDowell, I I'm not gonna bash McDowell at all because he can still race, but but I like Landon Castle a lot more. Man. Jeffrey Earnhardt was not a hashtag. Dude can race, dude kind can, of guy. Dude can race. No, not at all. But um, we we are heading to Martinsville. Yeah, this weekend. What Sunday. do we love about Martinsville, Luke? Uh, the hot dogs. Well, uh, the short I, track I, races. A, the hot dogs really <laughs> are phenomenal there. But uh, funny, funny thing. Uh, NASCAR Chasm. If you don't follow him on Twitter, very prominent NASCAR account. He he was talking about how we're going. NASCAR's going from California with the mimosas and the scrambled eggs and the and the bacon on the side, you know. And then we're heading to Mark's, uh, Martinsville to see how many fucking hot dogs you can slam down <laughs> throw. So that was a very good juxtaposition by him. Um, yeah, short track racing. Uh, my favorite kind of racing. My favorite kind of fantasy lineup. Yeah. Uh, a lot of action, a lot of laps to be led. A lot of laps. Because it's a short track. We, we go by mileage in a NASCAR race. So they're with a shorter track, there's more... Um, we go uh, we go by uh, distance. Some of these 300... Some of these 300s are 300 kilometers when you get into it. Well, yeah. Or 500s or 500 kilometers or whatever. Right, but... Yeah, okay. We measure a lap. <laughs> we measure a lap by mileage and these short tracks are right around half a mile to up to a mile yeah so martinsville very thin it's it's called the paperclip because it looks just like a paperclip and it's a very thin um course track position is key here's something we're going to be talking about next podcast is pit stall uh Positions. Yes, that's, uh, that's where huge. you are on your on your on your pit stall. We haven't talked about that much. I I look at it every week, but at Martinsville, it is one of the most important places to have a pit stall up towards the front of um, the track. So we're going to be seeing a, a lot of bumping and grinding, a little bit mm-hmm. of bump and grind, R. Kelly. And uh, if you start really far back in the race, you're going to have to have some kind of pit stall strategy. Qualifying is going to be important. If cars don't pass qualifying like they did at Auto Club, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to have to make a qualifying lap. And the further up you qualify, the better your chances are to lead some laps and get some some good finishing positions. Not to say that somebody starting in the back, mid-pack, can't make their way up it's a long race Mm -hmm. but martinsville oh man i can't wait martinsville richmond new hampshire 
any of those short tracks, I'm I'm totally game. Absolutely. Do you have any predictions? Any predictions? Give me one prediction for the Martinsville race. I got three. I got three drivers in my mind right now. Um, I'm, drivers, just anything, anything. Well, I, Denny Hamlin is a great short track racer. Unfortunately, uh, he's the one who wrecked uh, Chase Elliott. Oh, he's going to get year. booed at Martinsville. Yeah, he will get booed. Uh, Kyle Busch, he's got a fire mm-hmm. lit. Yep. And Keselowski, Kyle Busch and Keselowski led the most laps last race. They so did. I'm looking forward to see it. We're going to find out after practice, and, and we'll see how it goes. Um, follow us on Twitter at the DiffPod at Luke DiffPod at D E V O F four thirty, and we'll give you our take and what we think after practices, and then we'll be coming to you from Huntington, West Virginia, on either Friday or Saturday, depending on our schedules. Yeah, sounds good. All right. That's that's it, right? Close it out. That's it. We're done. We're done. Let's go to Martinsville. Let's eat some hot dogs.